Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hey, hey guys, welcome to episode number 41. I'm super excited as always to deliver you some interesting thought-provoking content today and I thought it was a really, really appropriate time of the year to come to you with this topic and I'm sure that I'm going to ruffle feathers. Can't wait. (laughs) Anyway, before we get into that, I wanted to let you guys know that I am also now on Podbean, which is an app you can download and you can go to and leave comments there. I don't know if you can review, but I'm on there because I realized that people have been leaving comments over there and I had no idea that they were. So thank you to everyone who has been leaving comments over there. And today I have got a gorgeous comment from DJ. Jess, I adore your rawness. You are real and really tap into my emotions. Your podcasts make me laugh, cry, be inspired and be accountable. I have come through my dark year. I have sparkles flooding through my body, mind and soul. Keep doing what you are doing. You are my inspiration. You rock girl. Don't change a thing from DJ. Thank you, DJ. I loved your review and your comment. I appreciate it so, so much as I do everybody who takes the time to go and give me some love. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I, um, I thought this topic would be a great one to start our month of December with. I'm a, well, I'm a, you know, where I'm recording this right at the start of December. It'll be released on the Sunday, um, which will end up, gosh, it'll end up being the 8th of December. But I know that this time of year we're heading into 2020. And I know that this time of year, it's one of those, it's one of those times of year where we start to think, oh fuck, I'd better get to it. I'd better start achieving the goals I wanted to achieve this year. Or I better start and go and start making some new goals for next year. Cause this year was a bit of a flop, maybe potentially. Um, and so there's a lot of talk about goal setting and intention setting and vision boards and all of those really cool things. Now I'm going to tell you a story, but first of all, I just wanted to read you a quote from, if I can find it, gosh, I hope I can. Here we go from Brianna Weist, who I absolutely love and adore. She is, you can find her over on Instagram Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-N-A-W-I-E-S-T, Brianna Wiest. She's just like the quote goddess. I believe she's an author. Yes, she is. Um, 
and wow um i love her page just for these these powerful words that she shares with us so she wrote a gorgeous quote on there the other day which says just because your goal list says 2020 at the top does not mean they all need to be completed by december 31st it just means that this is when it all begins life-changing work is often not completed in the few in a few months time this is not about how many measurable achievements that you can pack into one calendar year this is about getting very clear on what you intend to do with this next chapter of your life however long it may last um, I thought that was really really cute and I thought it was nice because sometimes I do think that we really do try and pin a lot of hopes into a 12-month period and if you have been following me for some time you will know that I am all about the long-term vision. That's one thing that I have, I was taught and I just, I just can't help but go back to it anytime I'm feeling lost. A year is such a short space of time. Um, I spoke to someone the other day actually, and I was saying that we were kind of, I was kind of like a third of the way through my life and I can't remember how it came up, but I think we were talking about like, you know, just feeling, you know, with those, those times when you get to, especially, I think it, it happens a lot when you're in your mid thirties, when you kind of get to this point where you go, okay, like I wanted to retire by the time I was 40, this isn't working out for me. Um, or you feel like, okay, I've had kids and now I'm so stuck and I can't change career. But the truth is being in your mid thirties is young. It's, it's like, the whole world is your oyster still. I wish I knew what I knew now when I was in my mid twenties, I think I would be retired by now. Um, not that my aim is to retire by any means because I absolutely love the work I do and it's not hard because I enjoy it so much and you'll have to excuse me. I think I've got a bit of a croaky voice today, but, um, yeah, I think a lot of the time we do get really caught up in feeling like our time is up and then, we go through a year and the year can go really, really quickly. And I think the reason that a lot of people feel that years go really quickly is because we coast along without intention and we coast along without any real purpose or any clarity of vision. So you can have vision without clarity. Um, it's very, very simple. So the way that, um, you know, we talk about there's a few different things that people are kind of craving. And this, this is what I believe. Um, we talk about a few key words that people want. They want to have goals and vision. They want intention. They want clarity. They want purpose. Purpose is a huge one. Purpose is one of those things that people struggle with all the time. And if you don't have purpose, if you don't have vision, and if you don't have intention, then what, where does that leave you? It leaves you intentionless, purposeless, and visionless. And that sounds awful. That sounds like a place that nobody wants to be sitting in. And you know, the thing is, if you don't know where you're going, then you're going to end up somewhere else. And so without those things, without purpose, vision, and intention, and without being able to clearly and concisely set goals and make things happen, then you're basically getting into the car and you're going you're not going nowhere fast. You're going somewhere fast. And it may be to a place you do not want to end up. And that's what scares me the most is when I talk to people and I say, so what, so where, what are your goals for the year? Or what are your goals for the month? And they go, Oh gosh, I don't know. I just gotta, I just gotta 
keep going with what I'm doing or I've just got to get through this next week. And I'm like, oh, get through. Fuck no, don't just get through. And I know that some days we definitely feel as though getting through is all we can do. And I've, I've been there. I have those days, but having that bigger vision and a a vision and intention and a purpose that is really, really super clear and is mapped out is it's important. It's the only way you'll achieve what you want to achieve. And it all starts with knowing where you want to go. So if you don't know where, where you're going, if you don't know where you're going, you will end up somewhere else. Now that somewhere else could be in a job you dislike. That somewhere else could be running a business that's unsuccessful. That somewhere else could be a stay at home mum. That somewhere else could be a CEO of a company, but you know, really, really unhappy. The somewhere else is the place we don't want to get to. It's the place we arrive at when we haven't got intention. You know, you, you could be coasting along in a career that is going okay and it's paying you well, but you haven't taken time to set vision and purpose. And so therefore in 10 years, you end up where you don't want to end up because you haven't got the clarity and the purpose and the intention to understand where you want to be. Now for me, I, um, I thought this podcast title would ruffle some feathers because, and, and let me just point out before I get into it, your vision board is not paying your bills. Let me repeat it. Your vision board is not going to pay your bills, right? So as much as it's fun, it's super fun to have a bunch of motivational quotes and pretty pictures stuck onto a cork board. It's not going to pay your bills. And trust me when I tell you those materialistic things that you've stuck on your vision board, the new car, the, the holiday, the new high heels or the new designer bag or the trip or whatever it is. Trust me when I tell you that as hard as it is for you to, to deal with this, the truth is, is that vision boards are full of shit if you don't have a, pa- a plan and a clear set of intentions and a timeline around getting and achieving the goals. Now, I'm going to start with a really, really simple story for you guys so that you can get the idea around this because I'm not here to, to you know, crush souls and have you all feel as though you've just made a vision board and now you're like, oh my God, she's right. This thing isn't paying any bills. Oh my God, she's right. This is bullshit. I still totally agree and believe in having a vision board. 1000%. But don't do just the vision board because the pretty vision board that sits in my office behind me, the pretty vision board that you look at every day when you pretend to work or or maybe you are working, but those those pretty vision boards are short-term satisfaction unless you align it with action. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example and it, it may or may not resonate with you, but it's a really great example. So I remember a while back, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a huge materialistic person, but I do like nice things. So I used to say like designer stuff wasn't important to me, but the truth was, is that 
I would have way preferred a nicer bag to a shitter bag. It's just that I didn't have the money, intentions, goals, vision, purpose, or any understanding of how the fuck I'd pay for it. And so what I did is I created a story in my head that said, I don't need that stuff. Now let's be real because I, and I'm not saying everybody does need nice things, designer things, but if there's an inkling in you to like that stuff, it's actually totally okay. And if you are 1000% sure that you have no inkling for nice things, then it'll be something else for you that you value. It'll be travel and maybe the, the plane ticket to go and visit some friends or the plane ticket to go overseas on a holiday is out of your reach. And so you create a story around flying is expensive. And because I don't earn enough, I can't do that. And I can't achieve that. Whereas again, it's just a load of shit. The fact is, is that the only reason we can't achieve the things we desire is because we haven't created a plan we haven't clearly set out what our intentions are. We haven't asked ourselves good quality questions. We don't have a vision. We don't have a purpose. We're not reading a mission statement every day that's keeping us aligned. We're not taking time to be in flow states. We're not meditating. We're not showing up for ourselves. We're not putting ourselves first. And therefore, this is why those vision boards are full of shit. And this is why those vision boards won't pay your bills or get you the Gucci handbag, right? Because you're just sticking pictures on a board. I love, um, and I, I, I used to be this girl. I've done it. I did a vision board. I've been doing vision boards for like 15, 20 years. Um, the funny thing was, this is hilarious, but the funny thing was I used to hide them from everybody because I actually genuinely thought that what I wanted was too big for people to handle. It was hilarious. I remember I had one, my, my hubby will probably remember this, but I had one kind of inside my cupboard. I used to live with people that I shared a house with and that was 13, 14 years ago. And I remember once he opened my cupboard and there was a big engagement ring and all the things, but, um, the cars and all the nice stuff, but I always had them. And I thought, Ooh, that's kind of too much, isn't it? Like 15 years ago, having the big, you know, kick-ass, like $50,000 engagement ring and all the things that I thought I wanted. Um, but you know what? It really helped to drive me towards doing things that would help me create experiences for myself. But at that age, I didn't really grasp what I have grasped, what I have grasped now. So now I am, I'm not here to give you the standard information that's getting thrown around out there. You know, like if you Google, if you, if you Google how to do a vision board, well, just go to fucking Pinterest and you can get all your motivational quotes and all your pictures of your Louis, you know, Louis Vuitton handbags and your Gucci handbags and your window, like plain windows looking out to the Bahamas and your pictures of Bali. Like it's pretty fucking easy to go get that shit and waste half a day sticking things on paper. <laughs> you guys are like, you are such a bitch, Jess. Like seriously, why does she have to actually come to me with this truthful information with this actually like no bullshit information. Why? Cause I'm a good coach. <laughs> this is what you get from me at retreat also. <laughs> but honestly guys, like you'll get two minutes of fun out of that fucking vision board and then you'll take a picture of it 
And you'll be like, look what I created, guys. If you don't have vision, you're going to perish. And then you're going to stick it up and you're going to do fuck all. Just the same as you do with those rose gold paper clips I spoke about in one episode previously about what it really takes to run a business. The rose gold paper clips and the pretty stuff for your desk Again, not getting you anywhere. The hard work is where it's at. Most people are just too afraid to do it. And that's why they don't get what they want. Sorry to tell you. But I was like, I was on a roll and then I went on a rant. Okay. So it is really important to surround yourself with things that make you happy. Um, And the vision board itself, I'm not saying in any way, shape or form, don't have a vision board. The vision board is a beautiful addition to an office. It can help you stay on track. It can inspire you. And it's just kind of like vision boards are kind of like crystals, right? Or like, yeah, let's use crystals. I've got crystals all around my office. Now they're just, they're just rocks, right? They're just, I'm holding one at the moment. It's one of my favorite ones to sit and meditate with. Now, this crystal that I've got, which is a, um, apophyllite, it is really great for holding on your heart chakra when you meditate. So if I didn't do it and it just sat on my desk, it'd just be a rock on my desk. It just looks pretty, but then you've got to go and move past the idea and the idealistic, idealistic notion that just having it there is enough. And you need to move into action, action based, vision creation, right? Versus cut it out, stick it on the board. Happy days. Yep. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to share a story with you and, um, and this is kind of funny. It's a good story. So a little while ago, I were at, I know where we were. I can't remember now, but I was having a chat with someone and she said, Oh my God, I love your bag. Now let me just precursor this. I don't care if bags are your thing. I'm just using this as an example. I, I do like to have nice bags and a few nice things, bit of nice jewelry, um, lovely clothes. And, and the more that you actually value yourself and raise your self-worth, the more you'll find that it actually is okay to say that. I was, four years ago, I was like, I don't need all this stuff. It's just bullshit, materialistic crap. It doesn't make you happy. The truth is it actually doesn't make you happy to have the, the crap, the materialistic stuff. Well, some people it does, but for me, it doesn't, it's not the physical things that make me happy because nothing will make you happy if you're buying it on a credit card for more than five minutes, cause you're still going to have to pay it off. Right. Um, what makes me happy is knowing that, you know, I've been able to turn what I'm passionate about into a viable income, which then allows me the choices to buy nice things. It allows me the choices to be living in a nice home and having freedom and time freedom and all those different things. So I'm just going to use the bag as an example. So we're at a social event. And this girl said, Oh my God, I love your Gucci bag. It's so nice. And I was like, Oh yeah, this one, like I could literally sell this to anybody as in like, I could, I could convince you to buy one like, cause it's so practical. And I've got to tell you the story cause it's funny. Um, so when I went and got this bag, I just implemented the wealth principles that I follow. And with those wealth principles, you have different cards for different categories and you percentage everything. And it's, it's an amazing system. Um, and so I was looking for a bag that had lots of card holders built in. So this bag, you know, however much it was, it was, 
it had all the built in. I was like, Oh my God, I love this bag. It's got all the little things for the wealth principles. And I was, I probably was getting a bit carried away. I was probably a wine or two deep. And I was like, you totally should, if you're ever going to buy a bag, like this is one that you should definitely get or one with lots of, one with lots of these little card holders. And she said, you know what? I would never, I'm like, where's my phone? I'm like, I would net. She said, I would never be able to afford a bag that expensive. And the bag's like 1400 or something like that. Now, a lot of you are like, what? She spent what? But yeah, the bag's about 1400. Um, so I was like, Hey, what do you mean? Don't say things like that. Like saying things like I would never be able to afford a bag like that. It's basically toxic. It's, it's toxic words coming out of your mouth. And the reason I say toxic is because I feel so, I feel strongly about it because when you say words like, I would never be able to do that. Or I always fuck up or I'm always the underdog that, that kind of terminology and that kind of language is really detrimental to you creating what you want in your life. And I was like, hold on a minute. Like, I'm going to have to question you here because I just like, I'm a coach and I've, I must say in the early days of me getting really into my coaching, I probably coached people for free way too often. And what I mean by that is without them actually wanting me to coach them, like I needed to shut up a bit because I'd be like, Oh, well I could teach you how to do this thinking I was a bit of a know-it-all. Um, and then I realized I should probably just get a podcast for that. And then anyone can listen to it. And then when I'm around my friends, I can just cool my jets and not be a coach. (laughs) Oh my God. If some of my friends are listening, they're probably like, thank fuck for that because Jess can be a know-it-all. No, but seriously, this, this is a good story. So, um, I think it is. So I said, hold on, like, don't, don't just, can I just ask you something? Can I ask you a question? And she was like, yeah, yeah. I said, number one, please don't say that ever again. Like I can, I would never be able to afford that because you, that's not untrue. Um, and she, the girl I was chatting to was also a smoker and drinking alcohol. So I love alcohol too. And, um, years and years ago I used to smoke, so I'm no angel, but I'm definitely very aware of where my money goes and I'm conscious of what I spend my money on. And I said, okay, so let me ask you a question. You say you'd never be able to afford one. Do you drink takeaway coffee? And she's like, yeah, I drink takeaway coffee every day. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, And I said, can I just ask you how many coffees would you buy a week? And she goes, oh, I buy two a day. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, and how much are those a day? And she's like, 450. Okay. So I'm like, 450 times two, $9 times 365. It's $3,285 a year on coffee. So if you're buying two, two coffees a day, consistently every day per year, So let's just say, even if it was only $5 a day, five times 365, that's $1,825. So one coffee a day is $1,825 a day. So I said, if you quit coffee for a year, you'd have $1,825 to spend at the end of the year on a bag. And she was just like, holy shit. She's right. This is I'm, I'm, she said, she literally was like, I'm such an idiot. And I was like, well, you're not an idiot, but don't say things that aren't true. You prioritize something different. You are putting your money into different priorities. 
you know, you can go and buy makeup and get your hair done and hell, I love all those things too. But if you want something, you can have it. It's just a matter of what you're prioritizing, right? So imagine if you said, okay, $5 a week on coffee plus let's say 20 a week on wine, beer, that's easy to do, right? $15 a week on brekkie out plus let's do 25 a week on beauty. So like that's between like hair, uh, lashes, nails, waxing, etc. And then hair would be what, maybe three, 200 every eight weeks. So let's add another hundred. So that's another 25. Okay. So we're already up to like $90 a week just on nice things. So you times that by 52 and you're at 90 times 52. We're at $4,680. So that's $5,000 a year. We easily spend on items that are really like they might serve us short term. And I don't want you to miss out on these things, but this was where I was at where I was like, I can't even afford to have a holiday, but I was buying takeaway croissants every day, Gloria Jean's coffees, drinking alcohol, um, doing all those things and missing out on holidays. Okay. So I hope you guys are getting like a bit more clear on how all this works. So this comes back to having the vision and setting the attention. So I would love to inspire you with that story around the vision board. I don't, if you guys are going to go and do a vision board, it's awesome. And I am going to give you some really practical advice towards the end of this podcast around how to do that. But intention really only is only the starting point to your dreams. So intention is only the starting point towards your dreams intentions put into practice is where true meaning and impact and feelings of achievement start to unfold. So until you put your intentions into practice, you don't see the meaning of the items. You don't see the impact you can create and you don't get that feeling of achievement or success that you desire. And the ultimate goal of having a vision and having a vision board is that we get a sense of achievement at the end of it. And if you listen to last week's, I spoke about feeling disappointed and being in a state of disappointment. Now, I don't want you to do a vision board and then get to the end of the year and go on the end of 2020 and say, well, now I just feel disappointed because I didn't get the bag or I didn't get the holiday. And that quote that I keep putting there that says, you know, honesty is the best policy, but I don't stick by it. Or that quote that says, you know, um, I want to have, I want to earn 20,000 a month. Like so many people suggest, you know, things like putting your, putting your income goals onto your vision board. And I've done it before as well. I've written myself a check and then I've done fuck all and nothing to reverse engineer it. And I've scapegoated it and I've written goals that are just so far out of like my realm debt-free, but then you do fuck all to figure out how you're going to be debt-free. Like, I'm sorry guys, but this is, this is why the vision board is not going to pay your bills. And this is why you need more than that. This is why you need to get into serious action around where you want to be, because I I'm telling you right now, I'll, I'll redo this. I'll re-release this episode at the end of 2020. And you'll be kicking yourself if you aren't taking notes right now and going, what can I do to make action today, right now, 
to get this shit happening. So I'm telling you, pick something you want for next year. You've got 52 weeks to achieve that goal. So when we do our vision boards, we can, we can put things into different like areas or subcategories, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of different things that, that you can do, but the things that I like to look at first is I love to look at the goals I have for my business and my income. So that would be one category, business and income. And then I like to look at the goals I have for my family and my lifestyle. Um, now they, I put together just for the purpose of this podcast, but if you don't have a family, it's your lifestyle. If, if you do have a family, then that melds into each other. But what do I want to achieve within my business? What do I want to achieve within my family and my lifestyle? How do I want to create impact and charity type of stuff? Impact and charity I kind of see as the same thing. And then you might have health and wellness goals health, wellness, weight loss, fitness, wellness goals. Now that's things like people love to put the body they want on there, right? (laughs) Then you might have travel goals, places you want to visit, travel holiday goals. You might have materialistic things goals. And that's fine too. Things you want to buy. And then you're going to get the rest of the vision board. That's kind of your, you know, your standard stuff. And then you're going to fill it with motivational quotes and cutouts and pictures and all that stuff, right? It's a good idea. Um, So you're going to end up with this really pretty looking board. But what I want you guys to do is I want you to pick one thing that you want right now in your head. I want you to get your piece of paper out or get your phone out and type in. Here's a question. What is one thing I want to have done, purchased, achieved by the end of 2020? One thing. Is it the Gucci handbag? Is it the trip overseas? Is it learn how to belly dance? Is it lost 10 kilos? Is it paid for a boob job? Is it taken my family on a holiday? Is it raised my income by 20%, tripled my income, given 10% of what I earned to charity? Is it drank a green smoothie every day? What is it? Because I've already done a podcast on this subject, which is stick, sticking to one thing. So what if you took one thing and run with it? So this is a little bit of an extension on that. So I want you to pick something, but preferably what I would prefer you to pick is something that comes in the area of the materialistic things or the travel and holiday section. So somewhere you want to go, somewhere you, I really, I start to sound such like an Aussie bogan when I get fired up. Yeah. Where do you want to go, mate? Somewhere you want to go and or something you would love to purchase for yourself. And then I want you to, I want you to go and price it. And then you ask yourself, what do I want to achieve? What do I need to make it happen? 
I would personally love for you guys to write this stuff down, take a photo of what you'd like to achieve. And I want you to tag me and post about it on your social media. Now this week I am going to be releasing a very special giveaway that I'm going to draw before the end of the year. And it involves you posting and tagging me and hashtagging me in your post. So get to work. It it could take you two seconds to get onto Google and find a picture of what you want, what you want to achieve. Um, If it's a holiday, I want you to quote it. I don't want you to go, oh, it might cost me about five grand to go to Bali. I want you to quote it. So I did this, we did this at the beginning of this year. We wanted a certain number of nights at Elements in Byron Bay. We wanted to have a certain amount of money per you know, per day to spend on our food and our drinks and our, you know, our shopping and all those things and literally figured it out, reverse engineered it and then went, what's the percentage of money we need to put away and where can we find the money? And was it in the takeaway coffee? Hell yes. Was it in the drinking of wine or whatever it may be? Hell yes. Was it in being really smart with our budgets? A hundred percent. I had to lower down my other accounts because I needed to make room for it. So, Um, so I would love it if you posted about it. I think holding yourself accountable is super powerful. Um, not just for me for, to make me feel good to, to see what, that you guys are doing this, but to actually hold yourself accountable is a powerful thing. And then what's better getting it, going and getting it. And you might imagine this time next year, right before Christmas, like how many days, you know? 22 days before Christmas, almost ish, whatever, 20, whatever it is. And, and you're like, I've got $1,500 in my account for me. I saved this all year. I gave up that coffee a day. I bought the cheaper wine every week. (laughs) I got my nails done every three weeks instead of every two weeks. I stopped getting whatever it is. And I'm, I'm sorry to all the beauticians out there who are like, stop giving people this advice. Maybe your goal is to be able to afford to get your nails done the year after. I don't know, but maybe it's just to be able to buy a pair of Lorna Jane tights that you perceive you can't afford. Like there are so many different levels of where people are at in their life. But trust me, if you want something, you can make it happen. And then on top of that, you don't only just say, what can I cut out? Because it's not just about depriving yourself, but it's also about going, well, on top of that, what do I do to earn more money, have more income? How do I then up level? So I'd love for you to do that. Number one, just to prove to yourself that the vision board, if you've created one already, or you're going to create one, that the vision board you have might start paying those bills, motherfuckers, because I don't want you to get to the end of the year and look at it and be like, oh, well, I don't need to change it because I did fuck all of that and I've done nothing and I'm not earning that. And I never bought that. And I never went there. Um, I just want to touch on a couple of things. So one thing that I have really been really intentional with, and I've chatted about before is presence, being present with your kids and your family, um, within my family and lifestyle section, I have, I have something on there that says phone free family, phone free quality time. Um, when I talk about impact and charity, I, um, I've got to update mine. I put, you know, the, the actual charities that I choose to give to, I always give to non profit, non for profit, um, health and wellness goals. I used to put pictures of bodies up there of women that were nowhere, probably 10 years younger than me and 
had a completely different genetics to me. So I kind of gave up on that a while ago. I kind of figured I would use words that inspired me and talk about the commitments I'd make versus what I wanted to look like. So it might be the the water and the smoothies and the plant-based diets or what you're going to stick to or your ability to exercise more often and loving yourself should really be the goal there versus I want to look like this person because you aren't that person and you never will look like them. You might look similar, but the truth is we shouldn't be aiming to look outward. We should be always looking inward to what we are in control of, which is ourselves. And so maybe just a picture of you really happy picturing yourself like that again, picturing yourself feeling confident again might serve you better than putting pictures of bodies you hope to aspire to. I know for me, as I get older, more mature, more wiser and more empowered, I definitely don't need to put myself into the box of comparison. I think when you're 20, in your twenties, you tend to do that a bit more, especially with that uh, pictures of people you want to look like, but I don't do that anymore. And then with business and income, again, it's super important to to go out of your way to really think about how you're going to achieve the things you want. Um, so I've got some really good quality questions that I'm going to pose to you and I'm going to give you a couple of really cool things that you can do before the end of this year. So on top of, you know, creating that vision, there's a few other things that you can do. Now, if you want to hear more about this, go and check out my coaching because you will, you will finish, you'll finish that nine weeks of coaching literally with a vision and a mission for your future that you have never imagined possible. I guarantee you of it. If you want to get that done in, in three nights, four days, come to my retreat in February. I've got three spots left. So if you want all this done fast tracked in person, come and attend one of my retreats. There'll be more retreats released once this one books out, but the one in February is perfect timing for the start of the year. So ask yourself some questions when you're doing your vision boards and then we'll get to some practical stuff. What matters most to you? Really good question. Within those categories we outlined, within the categories of business and income, family and lifestyle, impact and charity, health and wellness, material things and travel and hobbies and holidays, what matters most to you? What makes you proud? Because again, that's where you go for the things you want. Feeling proud is important. So what do you do to make yourself feel proud? What can you build, nurture, create, or achieve in 2020? So what can I build, nurture, create, or achieve in 2020? Super cool question. What could you do if fear wasn't an obstacle? What could you do if fear wasn't an obstacle. There is a whole section on fear and how to get over fear in my nine week modules. Just telling you, just saying, slide on in with the www dot. (laughs) Okay. And what am I willing to act on right now in order to move ahead? What am I willing to act on right now in order to move ahead? in order to achieve, in order to build, nurture, and create right now. So that may be something as simple as I'm going to limit my scrolling on social media. I'm going to stop buying takeaway coffee. Even between now and the end of the month, you'll have more money than you do right now. 
and probably a better nervous system (laughs) and better adrenals. (laughs) Hey, I love coffee. I can't talk, but you do what you do. Then once you've answered those questions, please share this with me. If you do it, once you've answered those questions, I want you to put in a three, six and a 12 month goal into your timeline. The 12 month goal is going to be on the materialistic things or the travel slash holiday that you have saved for and you are booking. The six month thing might be something smaller. It might be how much impact you've made. It might be something to do with your family, something you've achieved personally, something to do with your health and wellness. Um, And then a three-month goal. Now, these things are things that you book into your diary. So in three months' time, I will sit down on this day and I will go over my business plan. Trust me, if you are running a business and you don't have one of those, you need one right now. Like you may as well not be running your business if you don't have a proper business plan and a long-term goal, because you'll never raise the value of your, your business. You'll never triple your income, quadruple it, tenfold it, scale things. You will never do any of that if you don't have a plan. You can't raise your income without a plan, whether you're in a job, in a position, in the corporate role or running a business, it's impossible. So don't fool yourself, guys. So write down your three, six and 12 month goals. Ask yourself, what matters to me most? What makes me proud? What am I going to build, nurture, create and achieve in 2020? Why am I, what, what's so important? Is it important enough to me that I am willing to act on this now that I'm willing to stop fucking around with the cut and paste vision board and actually do the actual work required for this vision board to pay off for me to get that bag, for me to get that holiday, for me to have that income I want by this time next year. Cause I'm done with living another year mediocre with a pretty fucking vision board. Okay. I think I've had my rant. I think that's enough for you guys today. I hope you've enjoyed this. I really, really do. I hope it has helped you gain clarity around dreamers and doers, because trust me, you want to be someone who's a doer. You don't want to watch everyone else doing inspirational shit on social media and not be doing it yourself. It doesn't serve you. It won't serve you. It won't serve your future. You'll be the one on the deathbed with regrets, getting old with regrets. And I don't want you guys to be that. I want these podcasts to impact the fuck out of you. I hope you guys have a beautiful day and I'll be back next week. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast. Please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the abundance hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.